Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Sylvia F. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from San Francisco Bay. Today is Wednesday, February 7th, 2018. This is the 10 a.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 25, the first paragraph. There is a solution and we will be reading one chock full paragraph. Today's readers are Libby E. on the 12 Steps, Carrie S. on the 12 Traditions. And readers of the text are Karen R., Christine M., and Gabby R. Our newcomer greeter at the end of the recorded hour is Melanie C., um, and we hope you stick around for that. The reference number, of course, is um, for Tuesday, February 6th, the 10 a.m. meeting is 11012, and Wednesday, February 7th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 11014, 11014. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from, from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Libby E. to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Libby? Thank you. Hi, I'm Libby E., a compulsive eater in New York. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Libby E. I will now ask Carrie S. to read the 12 Traditions. Thank you, Sylvia. This is Carrie S. We're gratefully recovered in Golden, Colorado. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon a unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one authority, ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, 
lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do that service. I pass. Thank you, Carrie S. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature that stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing a topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 25. It's the first paragraph there is a solution. We will read through that one paragraph, and I will ask Karen R. to begin that reading. Karen. Hello, this is Karen R. from North Carolina. Um, can I be heard? Yes, go ahead. Yes, I am a compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. So there is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings, which the process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up this simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. Wow, I feel so happy that I got to read that paragraph. <laughs> um, oh, such joy, such joy and such hope, such hope. Um, the beginning part there's a solution here we are people this is our solution to what has been plaguing us all of our lives some of us you know for me it started from very young um the obsession with food and the pain um and it was a leveling of pride uh for me coming into the oa program um in fact coming and listening to vision I saw that it worked in the visionaries here on this phone meeting. Um, I I really just immediately knew that people had something here that I wanted. So I kept coming and I and I was hearing that solution and and yeah, it hurt a little bit to level my pride and to work these steps, these simple um spiritual tools that were given so freely to me, but, but it works. Um, the pain was worth it. The pain motivated me and going through the pain, I don't think was as bad as the pain I was living in, but anyway, went through that. And yes, yes, I am changed. I am different today than I was, uh, when I came into vision almost a year ago, I'm coming up on a year. 
Um, and I love the being into an existence, being rocketed into that fourth dimension of an existence which you've not even dreamed. Yes, I could not ever have comprehended where I am today. I could not have dreamed it up. Um, this is something each each of us has to experience, and that's what we share is our experience. I am not hyper-focused on the food. The food isn't taken over. I'm not binging at night. I'm not um, even thinking about that. I'm more focused on the people I love. I'm more focused on God. I am... I am abstinent. I am truly blessed. And I am grateful for these spiritual tools that help me with my life. Not all life is easy and not all life is fun. But but I have a I have a spiritual toolkit that helps me and and as I said to other people when I go through this process, there's always this gift waiting for me, a spiritual gift or a new awareness waiting for me at the other side. So all I have to do is follow along in the footsteps of the people that have gone before me and I'm truly grateful and I'm grateful for all the people that helped make this meeting run this morning and for my sponsor and and my family and for my beautiful son who's sitting next and is not making a ton of noise. He's being quiet and patient. <laughs> well, I'm in the car alongside the road, and with that, I will pass. Thank you, Karen R. So we're on page 25, the first paragraph. There is a solution, and now I will try and take some names. Who would like to share? Lisa J.R. Roz G. Lisa J.R. Roz G. Melissa C. Who else? Lin- Lindsay B. Lindsay B. Sue G. Sue G. Jamie F. Jamie F. Okay, we've got a nice group going. I think it's Lisa J.R. If it's not correct, uh, uh, correct me when you get on. Roz G., Melissa C., Lindsay B., Sue G., and Jamie S. Go ahead, Lisa J.R. You heard right this morning, moderator. Thank you for your service. Cool. This is Lisa Thanks. Jr., uh, recovered compulsive overeater and tornado. Um, okay, I love, love, love this chapter um, because it, it gave me hope. Um, this particular paragraph, I, I think in terms of of agriculture, um, often, and I live in Maryland, and we have a lot of. Um, dreary kind of winters, but spring is one of our most beautiful seasons here. And I have a lot of flowering shrubs in my yard. I've got, you know, forsythias and uh, um, azaleas. And, you know, in order for those shrubs to really bloom at their peak, they have to be pruned. You've got to prune them down every year. And there have been years when I haven't pruned them and they've gone kind of wild and um, they just don't look as vibrant and beautiful and don't bloom as much in the spring. So, you know, none of us, I'm sure um, the, the plants, I don't know if they feel it, but I know I don't like being pruned. I don't like having to level my pride and confess my shortcomings and look at them even sometimes, but it's it's necessary for me to bloom. Um, my life, uh, you know, I was like a scraggly tree that had a flower here, a flower there, you know, um, but I, I wasn't fulfilling my potential, my God-given potential. And then when I came and picked these tools, this spiritual toolkit laid at my feet up, and I did this work, um, Simple, not easy, a price had to be paid. Yeah, I had to level that pride. Yeah, I had to take that mirror and stick it right in my face and and seek out those things that were not healthy in my life that were blocking me from the sunlight of the spirit. And talk about a fourth dimension, a different existence. I can't even, I can't even remember um, 
what life was like before I got in program, before I started working um, the 12 steps. Strange as that is, I haven't had a bad life, but this is just something special. And, and getting to work with people and getting to read and reread the material is just a wonderful experience and um, listening to all you wonderful people every morning. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lisa J.R., Roz G., followed by Melissa C. Good morning. My name is Roz G., and I recovered compulsive overeater. And uh, as I was listening to the reading and reading along with this this morning, I was thinking about um, how I, um, you know, the, 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 the steps are a cyclical process for me that, you know, I continuously go through them and live in especially 10, 11, and 12. And, you know, I've my futility back in the day before my recovery was sitting in a, a you know, living in a small apartment with three kids. There was not a lot of room for us to, to do things. Um, there, I was watching other people take vacations. I was watching TV, watching soap operas eating macaroni and cheese, the whole box of Kraft macaroni and cheese, while looking at very thin actresses on soap operas, thinking one day I'm going to be as skinny as them. That was futile for me. I had a lot of other situations too, but just that one example. Then when I was approached by a sponsor early in my program, I I, I had some recovery. I did not follow the instructions of this book, but I'm very grateful for those people and for that experience. And when I did take the um, instructions precisely, I recovered from compulsive overeating. I've had a couple of relapses. However, I want this fourth dimension. I thought about um, uh, the Elton John song, Rocket Man. <laughs> I was hearing that this morning. And I'm once again going through the steps again, and I, I'm the person that is taking uh, us through the steps. Talks about how uh, his life is is a con- is constantly fulfilling, constantly exciting. Yes, he has problems here and there because we all do, but I'm looking for that once again. Yes, I have recovered. Yes, I have an amazing life, but you know I'm looking at. Um, I'm at a different age now. I'm at a different epoch in my life, um, turning 55 this year. So what can a 55-year-old woman, how can she live rocketed in that fourth dimension um, on the other side, on the other side of raising children, um, on the other side of, of education? I'm almost done with uh, the last um, uh, mile of my education, but with um, a head full of knowledge, okay, now what can I do as, you know, a person who's probably thinking about retirement soon? So with that, I thank you for this meeting, and I pass. Thank you, Ross G. Melissa C., followed by Lindsay B. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C. Can I be heard? Yes. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for your service, Melissa C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York, and You know, like when I look at this um, paragraph, I I look at the last line in the paragraph before, and and it ends like, so many want to stop but cannot, you know. And then I'm told there's a solution, um, and guess what? I'm not going to like it, you know. But I didn't like that I wanted to stop, and I couldn't. Like, I was doing things before, um, that I didn't like. I didn't like the way that I was living, and I had no ability to stop it. And so, you know, this, for me, it's like, um, oh, it's always step one. I am powerless to this thing. This thing is so much greater than me, and I have to live in a way um, that I'm going to need to do things that I don't like doing. Um, And when I live in that way, you know, I don't have to like what I do. You know, I kind of laugh. Like, I feel like um, God gave me a sense of humor because I can kind of laugh at myself and not take myself so seriously. And um, it helps me live with some of the pain of life. Like, yeah, I don't have to like self-searching. I don't like leveling my pride. 
I don't like confessing my shortcomings. And and I kind of chuckle. I can sort of hear myself like, you know, oh, boo-hoo, you don't like it, you know. Um, I've had, like, I'm 49, uh, you know, I've been recovered um, four years, and I had 45 years to live operating on what I liked and doing what I liked and being governed by what I liked, and it was an epic fail, you know, and so when I'm governed by what I like, um, my life becomes hopeless and, and futile, pointless, you know, and um, when I was operating by what I liked, I was 300 plus pounds, you know, and so, yeah, there's a solution, and I don't have to like it in order to do it, and, you know, the the funny thing is, I still don't really like leveling my pride. I still don't really like um, some of the actions I have to take, but I love the life I get to live when I take those actions, and, you know, and for me, what, what I what I hear here too is I'm redoing those things um, in my nightly inventory. You know, I level my pride. I confess my shortcomings. I do some self-searching. And then I can live in peace from the food. And, uh, you know, and sometimes I actually grow to like the things that I didn't think I liked. Um, Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Lindsay B., followed by Sue G. Good morning, visitors. This is Lindsay B. from New Hampshire. And, um, well, being honest, I really didn't want to have to share this morning, and my sponsor asked me to share. And my thing was, well, I can't share because it's supposed to be strength, experience, and hope, and it needs to be about what we're reading in the book. And well, it's about pride, and um, and uh, so I I need to share that um, I you know picked up um, sugar when I was sick, and uh, I just I'm trying to think how I can share strength because I know that that's not the answer. And now what happens for me very quickly when I pick up is that I shut down and I isolate and um, I drop off the face of the earth for a while. And there's another outside issue going on at this point too, which I need to, I hadn't, I was doing so well in program and made some decisions that I didn't, shouldn't be making about um, my mental health. And now I'm in this very depressed state and um so this is where I need to be if I'm going to be able to get back to that fourth dimension, which I have experienced and I know is there waiting for me. So I guess that's what this is about, a dose of honesty and um, and uh, that I cannot do this without you all. But right now, that's the last thing in the world I want to do. I want to just shut down and bury myself under the pillows and not show up for anything. But what I can do is pray, and that's why I got on this line this morning, because I prayed um, to my higher power to do the right thing. So with that all, um, thank you all of you that are recovered and continue doing this walk. No matter how difficult it is walking through the darkness, you get through the other side and you give us all such hope and inspiration. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay B. And, you know, you might stay till the end of the meeting after the recording and leave your name and number for outreach. Uh, Sue G, followed by Jamie S. This is Sue G. Thank you for your service and for everybody on the line today. Um, This paragraph is a really nice summation of where I've been. I came into the program and I could um, see and feel that it was really working for others. I'd been living in hopelessness and futility having lost all my weight before I came in and knew that um, that wasn't the answer. I had absolutely no tools for living and had been walking around stark raving, white-knuckling it for probably about four years, three and a half to four years before I found Overeaters Anonymous. Um, And, you know, at one point I thought if I lost my weight, the world was going to open up to me. 
but I certainly found out that that had nothing to do. I had a thin, thin body and absolutely no tools for living. I came in and I was really desperate and willing to do whatever my sponsor asked me to do, and boy, that was a great place for me to come in. I gratefully picked up uh, the spiritual tools. Um, uh, I did a lot of acting as if in step uh, two and three, and slowly I was rocketed into a fourth dimension. Uh, And I feel like coming into the vision program as I did uh, well, I started listening to the special edition meetings probably about four four years ago or so, and I really thought they were the best thing I had ever heard and the highest level of, of uh, recovery I had ever heard. I've been in the program three and a half decades, and I was just so taken back by that level of recovery. And then when I found out it was on the West Coast and available for daily um, listening, I have I've listened to every single one um, that I, every one since then, um, except when I was on vacation. And I feel like this has taken me to another really higher level of recovery than I've ever known. My sponsor took me through the steps. We started in May, and I think I finished sometime in October or November. And it, I, I am just so very grateful, and I want to thank you all for for witnessing my recovery. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Suji. Jamie S. Good morning. This is Jamie F. Like Frank, I'm recovering in Philadelphia. Thank you, everybody, so much, and for the chance to share. Uh, this uh, one of really break down the leveling of the pride. Um, I I was so deluded and confused. I didn't even think there was a problem, so I didn't think there was a need for a, for a solution. So I knew that I was miserable, and I knew that I had food issues, but that didn't seem like a problem to me because I was so used to it, and also because I thought that that's how you're supposed to be. I had the idea that life is unfair, and you struggle and suffer and get through the best you can. And for me, going to OA was to have company while I was struggling and suffering and dieting. Um, So I didn't really feel the need for a real solution because I didn't even really think it was a problem. Um, So the leveling of the pride for me is uh, really understanding the problem of the problem, which was denial and delusion, and that uh, not only was I struggling and suffering, which I was willing to live with for the rest of my life, but that I was negatively impacting people, even though it may have looked on the surface like I was fine and nice, um, but my inward turmoil and my character defects were attacking other people. I also blamed everybody else. So since they were the problem, then if they changed, then they were the solution. So my concept of whether there even was a problem was no. I just can't stop eating, but that's not a problem. And if you really pressed me on it, the problem was other people who didn't do what I wanted or God who didn't make my life go the way I wanted it to. So since they were the problem, once again, I imagine that the solution would be for them to change and make things go my way. So the leveling of the pride is is letting, for me, um, a really massive like paradigm shift of looking at those ideas and seeing the whole entire way I thought about everything was the problem. Basically, my brain obviously was the problem and everything in it, the whole entire system had to be dismantled. Um, so I guess what I'm saying was it, it's only become so important to me that there's a solution when I realize that there is a problem and what the problem truly is, then then I'm seeing like how important the solution is. And basically the solution is saying that I don't have to be miserable forever. Like that's not what not the life sentence I was given. Um, so just just getting out of that, um, you know, and all the self pity that goes along with that has been pretty miraculous. Um, and that's it. Thank you so much. Pass. Thank you, Jamie F. As in Fox. Okay, we're on page twenty-five. 
We're on the first paragraph. There is a solution. Who would like to share? This is Karen H. Karen H. Arlene H. Eileen Ar- H. Uh, H. Arlene. Mary Ellen B. Okay. Arlene H. Thank you for that. And who else? Thank you. Uh, Mary Ellen B. Quiet. I've got Mary Ellen B., but there's someone who's very quiet. Marietta B. Marietta B. 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 Okay. And who else? Karen T. Karen T. Mary Jane Z. Mary Jane Z. Yes. Sarit L. Uh, Sarit L. And that's probably all we're going to have time for. Let's go with that. So I've gotten some of the names or initials wrong. Just correct when you get on. Karen H., Arlene H., Marietta B., Mary Ellen B., Karen T., Mary Jane Z., and Sarit L. Karen H., go ahead, and Arlene, queue up. Thank you so much. This is Karen, recovered in Chicago, and grateful to be here this morning. Boy, oh boy, there is a solution, and they want us to know it. There it is uh, in black and white in italics, which means this is important, this message. There is a solution. And I am ever so grateful that finally I have found what the solution is. I have been in the rooms of recovery my whole entire adult life, and I thought that the problem was that I had an eating problem, a food problem, a weight problem, and I was trying to uh, find solution to those uh, problems. I have come to understand uh, doing this wonderful work that really what I had was a life living and relating problem and food was my solution. I had no idea in all the years that I was in the room that the main purpose, and again, I wasn't using this book, so I didn't even really know, but the book tells me that the main purpose of this book is to help help us find a power greater than ourselves that will solve our problem. I was trying still to solve my problem throughout all the years that I was in the rooms of recovery. So uh, finally to have found uh, what the problem is, and for me the problem is that I was sick in the spirit, which affected my mind and my body, and I didn't know that. And I had heard uh, a million times, go to God, turn it over to God, surrender to God, but I had absolutely no idea how to access what they are describing as a simple kit of spiritual tools uh, that are laid out for us here in this wonderful book. I was sick in the spirit. I was sick in my thinking. I had massive defects and shortcomings. My God-given instincts, which I didn't even really know about, were totally out of whack and out of balance. Uh, This is what I suffered from. I suffered from my inability to live life on life's terms and relate well to others, including myself. So uh, all of that was my sickness that I really needed this power to help me with. And uh, to have found uh, a God through the steps that has restored me to sanity and has helped me to live a recovered life for six years, this is absolutely unbelievably um, beyond my expectations because all I came in for was a physical solution uh, to what I thought was a physical problem and to have gotten all of this way beyond my ex, uh, ex, expert, ex, expectations uh, was beyond my even comprehension that this could be possible, this fourth dimension, uh, much of heaven. I mean, this is what it feels like even beyond my dreams. You know, that all of this, all of my affairs have been affected uh, in, in the solution that is God, that is the, the 12 steps that is living currently in steps 10, 11, and 12. Uh, it's just amazing, the fourth dimension that I live in today, that uh, is the result of this solution that is given to us here uh, that I get today to carry to others if I could say one person from having to live, you know, 20-something years in trying, to, in, in recovering, ring, 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 or, uh, you know, that they can actually understand that it's possible to recover and recover fairly quickly, not slowly like the first 100. Uh, this, is, this is a wonderful gift to, to experience. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Karen H. Arlene H., followed by Marietta V. Hello, everybody. My name is Arlene H., and I'm a compulsive overeater. I would like to say that um, none of us liked the self-searching and leveling of our pride, but it doesn't say that this stuff is optional. It says this process is required for successful consummation. And I know for myself 
that it is a definite must. It's one more must in my um, repertoire of things. And basically, I'm grateful for it. And I'm going to say, thank God there is a solution. And I know it really works in others. And I know it really works in uh, works in me when I do the work. And so um, I see others who have picked up these spiritual tools. And for me, those tools are getting out of self. Most of my problem is selfish and self-centered. And if I can get out of self, then I'm much better off. If I can make a few phone calls per day, if I can um, go to a meeting or listen to a meeting, if I can actually take action on what I need for maintenance of my spiritual condition, because this is not all based on my spiritual condition. It is based on the maintenance, the actions that I take for my spiritual condition. So I know that I have found much of heaven and that I've been rocketed into the fourth dimension of existence, which I had not even dreamed. And I know that God does for me what I cannot do for myself. And if I were to plan my own outcomes, they wouldn't be as best for me as the outcomes that God gives to me. And I can say my experience of heaven is actually heaven on earth. It's being able to see somebody who's all fogged out by the food and to be able to help them getting out of self, helping them. I'm staying abstinent at the same time and helping them, watching their eyes clear up, watching their head clear up, You know, this is such a heavenly experience. None of us should miss this. None of us should miss this. We were meant to do God's will on earth, and and this is our fourth dimension. This is a dimension where we feel very extreme um, joys. You know, now we cannot feel the extreme joy, I know, unless, thank you, unless I feel the self-searching and leveling of my pride, unless I get out of me and become one with all of you. Thank you very much for letting me share. Thank you, Arlene H., Marietta V., followed by Mary Ellen B. Hi, this is Marietta P., from Virginia, and um, boy, there is a solution, you know, and I know today that a solution means one solution, and that is what was written in this book, the solution of how those first hundred men and women recovered, you know, and uh, leveling of my pride, confession of my shortcomings, you know, these are all part of what I needed to do in the humbling of myself and owning my responsibility of how I was in life and how I am in life. Um, you know, this whole book speaks to me, and it speaks to me ever since I got clean. You know, and it's, it's not about the food, and it's all about the food. It's about me putting it down with God's help because I can't, couldn't do it on my own, nor can I do the rest of this, nor nor is it the solution beyond my, it is out of my reach without that power greater than myself, which I choose to call God. And for me, one of the ways I tap into my God and my understanding on a daily basis is through prayer and meditation. And that prayer I pray through the day is thy will be done, because it tells me that, you know, that's aligning my will, my thinking with God's will. And, you know, I need that. Because left to my own devices, you know, I thought, you know, weight was the problem. You know, everybody else was the problem. And uh, today I know that it is my, my inability to accept life on life's terms that caused me my problems, that caused me to want to seek that ease and comfort that food once brought. 
you know, and it wasn't until the doctor's opinion that I knew anything different than that. And, uh, you know, I'm just grateful that I'm not living in that place of hopelessness because what I was living in before was hopelessness, and I didn't even realize it was just seemingly because with, with this new walk in life following the program of recovery as it's written, you know, and it's, 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 it's such a gift for myself as being recovered to pass this on to my fellows. And, uh, and how I pass that on, actually, is how I'm walking in life myself. And, uh, you know, it's been said that we may, may be the only copy of the big book that anybody sees is how we live our life. And, uh, you know, I, I've taken this from just working the program to living the program and doing it the best of my ability of living it, and I can only do that with re-energizing myself every day through prayer and meditation and, and have put down those foods and carry this message to other people because it's, uh, it's such a gift, and it's a gift that, that, that only a recovered person can give. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Marietta P. I have four more people in only 10 minutes, so if you want to keep your share a little bit shorter, that's great, but you have your three minutes. Mary Ellen B., and Karen T. Thank you, Mary Ellen B. Um, from Florida, recovered, grateful, compulsive overeater. Um, what I wanted to share this morning was, um, yes, there is a solution, and um, it is laid out for us here. And um, I've been recovered for uh, three and a half years now, and it took exactly what it says here, a leveling of my pride, a confession of my shortcomings. Um, and it was a process, it, it, and it continues to be a process. Um, but um, where I'm at right now is, um, you know, and I just I want people to hear this that um, might be struggling. Um, I am struggling right now, and um, I'm, you know, I, I'm thinking about step six and seven. Um, you know, when, you know, my defects come up on a daily basis, and step step six. You know, I'm ready to ask God to um, to help me to remove my defects of um, character. I'm ready to have them removed. Step seven, I ask him to remove them from me. Um, but this is going to be an ongoing process. And so when I find myself in a place where I'm struggling for whatever reason, um, you know, I have to come back right here to where it says there is a solution. And once again, I find myself in a place, and it's not comfortable once I've been recovered and I'm helping others and I'm, you know, I have this solution. I know what it takes, but to once again have to level my pride, to confess my shortcomings, um, it's not comfortable for me. You know, I feel like, um, you know, I should know better. I, I should have this down, um, you know. Um, but I just, you know, I, I want to share, like I said, I wanted to share that um, I am human. And um, this this process, uh, being recovered, it is, it, it tells us over and over again, we only have a daily reprieve. So um, if you're struggling, whether you've been recovered or you've not yet been there, hang in there because it's a daily process and, um, you know, we, we are human and um, we do have a solution here. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Ellen B. Karen T. followed by Mary Jane C. Can you hear me? Yes. Great. Hi, y'all. I'm Karen T., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Louisiana. Um, uh, when, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us to do but pick up this simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. So as a recovered person, I have a responsibility to approach those um, who uh, need this program. Um, and um, I, my problem has been solved. It's a miracle. It's a God thing. It's not me that did it. But my problem has been solved, and that's the message that uh, we who are recovered have to give. You know, I no longer want the foods that I'm addicted to. I no longer want to do the behaviors that cause the phenomenon of craving in my life. And I do it without self-pity. Um, it's just the problem has been removed. 
it's um uh it's just amazing. And the way you do that is to pick up these simple kit of spiritual tools. Um and so it's my job to lay the tools out at people's feet, you know. Oh look, here's one. It's called We're No Longer Running the Show. Oh, here's a tool. It's called We Cannot Afford Resentment. Perhaps people are spiritually sick who we resent. Oh, here's another tool. Um, We ask God for help in everything. Oh, here's another spiritual tool, you know, and all the different steps. Each of those are a spiritual tool. Oh, here's another spiritual tool. You can get a guide to help you lead you through the steps. Um, and, uh, everyone, uh, you know, every day I have to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at my feet. Um, there are no VIPs in this program. We're all doing it one day at a time. So it says it's a successful consummation, which implies that you do it and it's over, but, um, it's an ongoing, it's a daily reprieve contingent. Um, but I do have to get through the steps um, before I get the spiritual awakening as promised in step 12. So that's the consummation, getting to step 12, but then we do it daily, every day. So thank you so much. I love this program and I love this meeting. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Karen T. Mary Jane Z, followed by Sarit L, and I have two minutes each for you. If you could contain it, I will time you at two minutes. Certainly. This is Mary Jane Z. May I be heard? Yes. Gratefully recovered in Kentucky. This, what a wonderful paragraph that it, this is. And the words that pop out to me are which the process requires. And it is a process. It took me quite a while to understand the process. I want, I'm, I'm compulsive. I want everything now. And I had to go painstakingly back through my past and go painstakingly through my behaviors and write about them and analyze them under the guidance of a loving sponsor and my higher power. And uh, the other word that I've just jumped out at me is we have found, well, of course, much of heaven because I've been living in hell, but that we have found. And I I looked up the word found, and it's, um, hold on just a second, written here. It's the past participle of find, and gosh, find has so many definitions, to discover, to perceive, to be in a certain place. To gain or regain the use or power of, to bring oneself to realization, um, all these things, and I and I I can't I can't find things a lot of times in my house by myself. I'm all uh, not not so much anymore because I have become more mindful. But I used to always go, "Help me find my car keys. Where are my glasses? Can you help me find them?" And I came into this program, and I found a higher power, and I found a sponsor that could help me find my way. And I have been rocketed into that fourth dimension. And as has been shared previously, every day isn't magnificent, but it sure as heck beats living in the food and in the confusion and the self-loathing that I was in before. And I'm going to continue to work the tools and the steps so I can continue on this journey with all of you. And I pass. Thank you. It's Sarit Dell. Should I go ahead? Yes, go ahead, Sarit. While we get to go ahead, Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I was muted. One minute. Thank you. Okay, I'll be quick. Thank you so much. It's Sarit L from Montreal. Um, I just, this paragraph is so powerful. There is a solution. We're on this phone line because 
for, for a reason, because there is a solution. We would not all be spending our time together if we didn't see that this solution worked in other people. And that's what keeps me coming back. So I'm in the process right now in, fourth, in my fifth step, and I relate to the confession of shortcomings, which is the leveling of my pride, because I, I am seeing, again, the same defects of character. And it's embarrassing to keep on giving it over. And I see myself... And I tell my sponsor I'm embarrassed, but I keep on doing it, and that's leveling my pride. And why do I do it? Because I see that it really worked in her, and I've seen in others the, the, the beauty and the peace and serenity in their eyes. And I, I believe in, in, um, that it can happen to me too. It can happen to me too. And on a, on a daily, on daily um, level, it does happen to me. So we have found, the other thing I'll just mention is that we have found much of heaven, and we have been rocked into fourth dimension. So much of heaven, that's, that's uh, my higher power. My higher power is the heaven that I'm uh, otherwise known as peace, serenity, responsibility, patience, love, and tolerance that I find myself in more and more as I work through the steps on a daily level. And uh, I keep, I'll keep coming back. And thank you so much for all your service that I pass. Thank you, Sarita L. Thank you to everyone who shared. That's all the time we have for our sharing. And thank you to Team Wednesday. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Please make sure you stick around after that, and we will greet newcomers and sponsors and announcements. So will Christine M. please read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. And everyone else could be muted. Yeah. Hello, everyone. This is Christine M. I'm gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater in Missouri. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to him that you... See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.